Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the GIE Plus Expo. I'm here with Michael Bedell from Bedell Property Management. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And uh, we are here at the Social Media Lounge. Yeah, the Echo Means Business Social Media Lounge. Banging out a podcast here, and it's all powered by our friends at Jobber. So we appreciate them. Uh, They couldn't make it this year, Michael, but they wanted to support what's going on in the community. Well, as they should, it's uh, they, they're a big part of the community. They've uh, they've really established themselves as a staple, in my opinion, as, as part of our great social media community that we've got going on here. Yeah, so we appreciate them bringing the excellence in broadcasting today, my fourth podcast of the morning, Michael. Wow. We were I- at the Influencer Live today and banged out three starting at 8 a.m., but uh, thankfully... Business must be booming up there in Michigan because Michael <laughs> bought me a $4 water. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, anybody who's gone to this show or, or any type of big event knows. Like a football game or y- something. You, you end up a little dehydrated by the end of it. And yeah. We are in uh, day three of the expo here, and uh, I, I think uh, we're both guilty of probably not drinking enough water thus far. Yeah, it's supply and demand, though. So it's like, I want a water and... They're like four dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's tough to get. I know yesterday uh, there there was a spot around the corner, and, and uh, to quote you, these jokers <laughs> didn't want to sell me a water because they were trying to close down. And, and I I think maybe the guy might have pocketed the cash I gave oh. him in exchange for the water because they were like no. And I was like, even cash? You won't accept cash? Like you're really not going to let me uh, let me have some water here? And and, and the half the most of the staff was like, no, no, we're shut down. But there was one guy who was like, you got cash? All right, All I got. Right water so i don't know the the you know i don't know the backstory on how that all ended up but i got my water thank thank goodness yeah so i want to hear how your show's going man i know we've been passing each other and, and haven't really got to connect so has it right. been productive or how's the show gone for you this has been a really great show i, I uh um was talking with my significant other a few times and she said y- you keep using this word that you never use and it's it's the word fun oh and wow. uh yeah i think we you know it's been a tough year and a half for a lot of people and a lot of fun things like this have had to be postponed or moved online or changed or unfortunately even canceled right and uh to, to be able to come to something like this after it, it not really happening in full effect last year and just getting to see everybody and see smiling faces and and everyone's focused focused on becoming a bigger, better version of themselves. It's, it's really great. And, and it's a good energy to be around. And, and in turn, like, I, you know, I've worked my guts out this year and, and I haven't had a lot of fun. In fact, I've, I've canceled fun to get work done and take care of clients and make more money. And so, uh, this has been a really great show just because I, I, I've thankfully gotten to do most of what I came here and planned to do and what was your game plan um well i i had uh, a lot of uh different commitments with with different companies that i work with and, and things that uh either they wanted me to attend or or maybe some social media content we wanted to create either mm-hmm. here at the show or maybe something for the future uh-huh. and um and a couple little meetings with with uh people and thankfully i, I actually utilized jobber to create a schedule and uh made it really easy because i got the app on 
on my phone here to just see where am I supposed to be, where am I going next, and uh, you know, it's what I do in my business at home, right? And yeah. so I, I just, uh, it's a workflow that works for me. So I, I wanted to keep that going, and in turn, it, it I, I didn't have any slip-ups. I was supposed to be where I was supposed to be, and yeah. uh, uh, and and it worked out well. And uh, uh, in between all that. I was able to have that that evasive three-letter word, fun. There you go. That's awesome, Michael. So how has this helped your business? I know a lot of us, um, Caleb Walman was just talking about how he is fired up. He's ready to get back, you know, All Man Landscape LLC next week and just crush it. I'm fired up. I know a lot of people here are fired up. But that um, enthusiasm and motivation and things like that will eventually wane off. Uh, what's your actual action plan to take this momentum and help it help you be more effective and profitable? Yeah, well, if, if you caught some of the stories that Jobber did at the uh, show here, yeah, I mean, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a raise, man. You keep shouting them out. This is, <laughs> this is uh, excellence in broadcasting, friends. Jobber <laughs> sponsored this episode. Man. Well, the Jobber, I, I ate my Jobber cheeseburger, my Jobber French fries. <laughs> oh, they have those here? No, I'm oh, kidding. Uh, uh, no, Jobber's going to sponsor your wedding, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. They've we've had a real long-lasting relationship, and uh, I, I attribute a a lot of my uh, success that I've had this year <laughs> to uh, the fact that I, I took the time to develop that relationship, yeah. right? And so, uh, you know, you asked what, what my game plan is here, and you know, obviously I'm in a good mood, I've had fun, I'm yeah. fired up, but uh, you know, I can think back to, I don't know if it was the last time in 2019 or maybe 2018, but I uh, I got back and I'm all fired up and I had aerations to do, and on the second account, the aerator got stuck because it was uh. wet, and, and I feel like that, that that excitement lasted about an hour and a half, and then I'm like, it's raining and it's wet, and I'm trying to get an aerator out, and you know that'll take the wind right out of your sail, right? But uh, uh, no, so I came here with a, an action plan where um, I, I'm fortunate enough to be be kind of booked well into next year, 2022, oh, wow. and and I know what the work's going to look like. I know uh, some things that maybe I, I could get or or look at using uh, equipment wise that'll help us to uh, get that. Pro- those projects done efficiently and effectively. Um, and uh, I also know that, that things are in demand right now and there's a lot of shortages. And so I came with the game plan of uh, I, I, I've got to kind of figure out, you know, these these few little holes, how I'm going to plug them, what we're going to get. And then I, I need to, you know, this isn't maybe a piece of equipment I need tomorrow in my business, but I, I've got to be able to project out, you know, six, eight months and uh, make sure that when the time comes that I actually have that equipment at my disposal. What are your thoughts on the electric? You know, we can get into robotics as well. We'll start with electric. A lot of new electric equipment here. Echo, yeah, and uh, other other uh, companies seems to really be trending. Uh, what are your thoughts as a professional? Uh, with the electric, we can do power equipment and mowers. Yeah, well, it's it's obviously going to become a big thing. I think a lot of us saw the news story where you've got uh, states like California that uh, have have put power equipment kind of on the short list, and it's got a couple years of shelf life left, and uh, it, it may uh, kind of have to go by the wayside. And and what, be, are, they, what uh, are they going to do? Like, if you own it, are they going to sell it or go to Utah and 
Arizona and this you know or? I was kind of thinking the same thing like uh, I when I after that happened I was in uh, one of my pole barns where we store our equipment and I was like what would happen if like this was all like essentially illicit equipment or something like yeah. that like like I could use it today but tomorrow it can't even leave the barn it's like illegal to turn it on or something like that so I don't know I you know there there's probably going to be uh, um, other other states probably close to it like like you said Utah Arizona Nevada where if it's legal like those people are probably getting the fire sale in uh, December 2023 if it, it really I think it's what 2024 the the battery stuff you know this is all kind of new to me we were at the influencer live this morning and there's a long uh, lawn care landscape professional from California really? and he asked Corey Ballard uh, I think it was on Naylor's podcast LCR media podcast shout out Naylor and he asked Corey hey what do I do because he's, it's real life for him. And, right. you know, Corey's immune in Iowa. And basically it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I think the other folks in the other 49 states have to think, uh, you know, what if it happened to us? Yeah, well, and, and even in my local community, I live in southeast Michigan, and a lot of people are, are familiar with uh, uh, Paul's least favorite school in the entire world, the University of Michigan. And uh, the city that uh, U of M uh, is located in is called Ann Arbor. And there's, like, downtown Ann Arbor where the school is, and then Ann Arbor is actually kind of a sprawling suburb. And downtown, it's actually, for the past couple of years, been illegal to use wow. power equipment. You can only use battery powered equipment and I think there's also some restrictions even even beyond just the have to use battery I think there's even time restrictions like you can't use the battery powered leaf blower at night now if you go out in the suburbs of Ann Arbor you can still use gas powered equipment but th- there's even some local examples uh, 30 minutes down the road from me where um, you know you got to think about uh, whether you have the equipment or not to even take on those contracts and, and whether it makes sense so I, I think you know it's it's uh, maybe seems like an extreme example, and you know if you like Corey was saying, like it's not in his his neck of the woods, so it's not a big deal. But that doesn't mean that that's not coming down the line, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think a lot of folks wanted to switch to electric uh, before it was mandated or whatnot for the it's not as loud. Sure. And and envi- I don't understand. I didn't pay attention in science class, so I, I don't understand <laughs> all the environmental stuff. But you know, some people wanted to do that before the trend really kicked in but i think now mainstream everyone's keeping an eye on it what's the price point which right now it's high sure uh especially with some of these electric mowers it's astronomical sure and as supply and demand just like this water we paid eight dollars for this (laughs) yeah but uh back at aldi we have a grocery store in atlanta called aldi yeah we have them in michigan too love that place so you can you can get a whole 24 pack for a dollar 99 so we could have bought Four of those. Five, yes. No, because you gave him a two dollar tip. I but did. that was a generous guy. <laughs> you sponsor one of my tours, man. And yeah, sure. He's like, ah, keep the change, you know. Just hell yeah, it's good to be a we, giver, man. That's yeah. what makes makes life, you know, happy for me is being able to yeah. give to others. But I'm using this as this five dollar water. That uh-huh. was a that was a forty seven cent sip there. <laughs> well worth it. Worth every penny. <laughs> 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 but um, here's my here's my point in all that. You go to Aldi. You can buy five 24-packs. I yeah. don't know what five times 24 is. Uh, well, you're going to be at, what, 121? Okay. Well, he knows his numbers. <laughs> DeathFreeLandscaper.com. That's right. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so I could get $121, pardon me, 121 waters 
For the price of two. Yeah, for the price of two. And so right now, the electric mowers, the bigger ones, are that Dazani. It's, it's that high price. But hopefully, you know, it'll come down. Yeah, I, I think it will over time. It's it's a supply and demand of it, uh, and we're still in the early adoption phase of it. Uh, yeah. um, you know, there's there's still lots of kinks to to get worked out. You know, in my my personal opinion, right now there's there's some like face value advantages. Like um, I was talking with a guy at the show here, and he was talking about how uh, some of the equipment that they use less frequently, like you know, maybe they don't use a chainsaw a lot in their business. If it sits, sometimes you run into carburetor issues versus yep. with the electric That's stuff. That's a good point. There, there isn't any of that. So, so you know, when you get in situations like that, there's there's already the face value in. I think long term, uh, they've the, it's the charging. It's it's like what's the uh, you you see it with with like Tesla cars right now. Uh, um, like our, our friends, the Fullertons, like they they own a Tesla, but they have to like do all this extra planning if they want to take it on vacation because you know you don't have to. To think if you, you know you're driving a gas-powered vehicle there's gas stations everywhere you you can almost be a little mindless and and let the tank get low and then just stop and fill it up and, and we have that same luxury in our our lawn and landscape businesses with gas-powered equipment you know some of us have have tanks at our shop there's the gas station down the street there's the gas station by the client's house and and, and you know you're you're able to uh whether it's planned or, or unplanned you know get, get the gas and the fuel you need versus um much like with that Tesla, you know, they, they will, will do this. The hotel have chargers. Is their chargers halfway? How long is the trip? And um, I, I think that long term, that's that's where uh, uh, all, all the brands are going to have to figure out how to work together. And I think uh, if they could all maybe get some shared battery system and we were able to, uh, much like we could go, go down the street and get a gallon of gas or 100 gallons of gas, if you could do the same thing, uh, charger wise uh i think that's that's the ticket right there yeah and i've gotten asked a lot michael as the host of this show because i get to talk to a lot of y'all from sure. different regions and that thing electric what what about electric well what about electric it truly is mainstream conversation now like, yes there's no doubt about it that it's uh, not fringe you're right every it's, it's everyone not a knows theory maybe down there it's like ooh. all right Let's let's really measure this. I think Caleb was sharing with Tesla, for example, it's forty thousand miles until you start to uh, break even with the the power cost, okay. fuel yeah. cost, fuel costs. And so, uh, you know, that's something to consider: is how many customers are really going to pay you more because you're using electric mower? Most of them don't care; they just mm -hmm. want their grass cut, they want their bushes trimmed, they want the garden bed looking nice, and it's hard to sell. Well, you know, we're going to be more quiet we're going to do this for the environment so instead of charging 42 bucks it's going to be 59 they're going to be like yeah you know a hundred percent there was a community that i did some work in that's a very very affluent community lots of multi-million dollar homes kind M &M? of uh no he he lives uh, about 20 minutes from that area but i thought he uh, lives an eight mile <laughs> i used to he grew up he grew up around that area I but, was playing in the beginning. The yeah. mood all changed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice place now, but uh, that's uh, it's kind of on the other side of Southeast so he, Michigan. All right. But uh, anyway, this community, Fre 
Franklin, they were looking at possibly, and it's it's a it's not a very big community, but it, it's it's very affluent. They were looking at banning gas powered oh, equipment, wow. and uh, it was it was conversations with contractors like me that was like, oh, you know, we'll do whatever. I, I'm 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 open to you know whatever to service my clients, but you guys pay for that, and mm-hmm. and I was just transparent that I said, yeah, if that's what you guys want to do, that's what you want to do, but you need to budget that your costs are going to double next year at least and maybe even triple and and i was like well you, i gotta buy all the new equipment and in in some cases that equipment isn't as efficient as gas powered equipment is because it's newer and, and they haven't reached those efficiencies yet so in turn you're gonna pay for more of my time and, and the longer that that goes on you know this isn't just a one-time occurrence if it's permanent uh you, you know you're looking at that uh every week you're paying more every mm-hmm. service you're paying more and um you know, you guys just, you got to know what you're signing up for, right? Yeah. Like you're, it's, uh, yeah, things will be quieter, but you're going to see more of us and you're going to pay us more money. And ultimately that, that was kind of reiterated by a lot of the contractors mm-hmm. and the community decided that maybe, maybe they ought to hold off on this battery powered thing. They, they liked the concept of it, but they, they weren't quite ready to swallow the cost. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, we're talking knowing your numbers, right? That's it's cliche, the, but it's, it, it is when you have the conversation about electric it got to come down to the money and that's it it wasn't a polarizing it wasn't a conversation there was no yelling match it was just a very like honest conversation we're like well i can do that for you but you know instead of being a thousand dollars a week now it's three thousand dollars a week or or whatever it is and and you know then people are going times how many weeks well that's a that's a lot of money i could buy a car for that money and you know and all of a sudden maybe their context change and and when they look at it through that lens that uh you know, PB9010 blower blaring in the backyard for, for 40 minutes isn't so bad anymore because they're, oh, but I got a poor shot of it or something like that. So Yeah. And if you are going to go that route now before the majority of folks do, you, you definitely have to sell to your customer. I think it, I, I want to give credit if it was Corey or uh, Caleb that was saying this this morning. You really have to sell that you're going to get a premium price, and here's why, and get good at that messaging and explaining that to the customer, because uh, it, it does cost more. Yeah, um, absolutely. With the equipment. Michael, as you go into the new year, 2-2, what's your uh, strategy? What's your revenue forecasted? Um, you don't have to get a dollar amount, but where, is it coming in through aeration, seeding, fertilizer, mowing, enhancements? What's kind of your scope of work as you go into 2-2? Yes. No. Uh, I, I would say that it's all of those, but everything's. Uh, I'm planning on making more money because the the costs are, are rising, but uh, the the value I place on my time is going up. And and you know, I was talking yesterday with a guy who runs a show here, Chris Kaiser. Oh wow. And we were saying You're about a big shot. Ah, yeah. I, I was lucky. He spent spent a couple minutes with here at the social media lounge. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, it was really nice of him. And uh, we were talking about how. You know, you, you hear statistics and you see things on the news, but you know, what do you see with your eyes? What do you hear? What do you what do you experience in real life? And uh, you know, one of the things I can speak to that I've experienced in real life is that uh, um, in my market, there's not a lot of people who want to go to work at all, let alone get outside when it's hot or when it's real cold and do work. And I'm willing to do that, and I know some other people that are willing to do that. And, and in turn, I understand that. Um, 
I didn't. It's not my fault. I didn't control it. But circumstantially, over the past couple of years here, I, I'm becoming more and more of a sought-after commodity. I'm mm-hmm. willing to do what other people won't do or refuse to do, uh, and in turn, they have to pay to get done. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, with that knowledge in mind, um, I understand that uh, I control my destiny, and that uh, I, I really get the privilege, and a lot of us do. Uh, more so than ever, we get to choose who we're going to work for. Mm-hmm. We get to name our rate because there may not be this perceived competition that they can go get to do it less. I've had the conversation a couple times at the show here where um, people have, have moved on from clients and the client originally thinks that, uh, oh, okay, well, I'll just I'll make some calls and I'll replace you. And they realize no one calls them back. The or, grass isn't greener on the other side. No amen. Intended. Amen. And, and that they're, they, they, uh, they, the best best move for that client was to uh, keep their current contractor, even if it meant more money or, or changes, because that, that really was their best and, and in some cases, only option. And so it, it, all of us really need to uh, take that to heart and uh, um, double down on what we're doing well. So, you know, I jokingly said yes, because uh, the, my goal is that all those services mm-hmm. are extraordinarily profitable. And if they aren't, they're, they're not something I'm going to be doing because never in my 17 years of business have I had such an opportunity to uh, um, really cash in on every minute that I'm out there. Yeah, you say 17 years of business. A lot of guys that listen to our program are in, and same with Fullerton, they're thinking about starting their business or maybe they're uh, getting the boat close to the dock. They they got some accounts, but they have a cush job and they're getting things ready and then other guys are in year one two and three but a lot of people that you have their ear right now mm-hmm. they don't they're not 17 years deep in sure they're new what do you wish that you would have known back then that you know now that you'd like to share with these guys that are in the preliminary stages of building their business yeah absolutely so i was thinking on the way down here that a lot of us contractors we fall into like two categories we either got a lot of confidence or we got a lot of competence we're either really good at what we do like think like a like a caleb and Brittany almond like like artisans really i think that what's it Bo who works with them like Bo Campbell. yeah really artisanal work like totally top notch or like a paul camara type guy oh, like he, like he, like detail oriented untouchable detail oriented like uh and, and you know they're lucky i think they fall into both of these categories at this point but well caleb uh, it, didn't used to be right exactly it, he he uh ex- kid contract <laughs> extremely competent but maybe in some cases there there's the lacked confidence because it's the back end that they're missing on uh they they aren't the best at their numbers maybe their bookkeeping's a mess uh i know i was chatting with another contractor here and his wife was kind of giving him a hard time that she's like, well, he just tells everyone three weeks, but like sometimes three weeks turns into three months and then people mm-hmm. get angry and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there, there's it, you know, he's confident, you know, can do the work, but like, you know, the, uh, the scheduling part of it. And, and sometimes that's what, con- um, uh, the community, uh, or clients would perceive as well. The competence of the, the contractor is this guy can't do the scheduling or he said he was going to be here in three weeks and this joker took three months and mm-hmm. then the project took 
longer and and you know the it, our luck it's going to rain and then the project's going to take even longer and and that's not our fault but we're going to get blamed for it because we took way way too long so um it, it seems like guys are either really competent at their work but then don't have the confidence on the back end or maybe overconfident and oh I got this oh I can do it oh no problem and and sometimes people call those people fast talkers um, and they can get out there and they can sell a lot of work but then they crash and burn and and I think that in order to really do it right you, you got to slow down get some mentorship put good building blocks in place as early as possible and, and figure out how to be both and and maybe you're not going to be both so you're going to like like paul use a bookkeeper right golf coast bookkeeper exactly and so uh you know that's something where you're like hey i only got so much time i know i can only be good at so many things and in a day and so i'm going to hire other people that make me look like a winner all the time or like you know i was saying earlier with with scheduling and and knowing what i can and can't do for me that's that's jobber and and i know that like I like to say yes. I like to take care of people, but but showing how competent I can be by by being diligent and, and telling people like yes, Mrs. Jones, like I, I can come take care of your property, but it's not going to be till you know May of next year. Well, I'm not just throwing out an arbitrary date. Like I, I've looked at my calendar and jobber, like that's it's the next availability, and they like to put down a deposit. You know they they can have that spot, and so I that's something that I did not do the best job in my business of the first 10 years. Part of it was it was a different era. There wasn't some of this great technology. Jobber didn't exist for the first handful of years of my business. And so I I didn't have those luxuries that the contractors who are starting out now or only a couple years in, like they, besides, you know, great resources like the green industry podcast, they have all these additional uh, technology companies and bookkeepers and people that really focus on our industry that are more than willing to help you guys and and want to see you succeed and and you don't have to do it like I did at the beginning where you know maybe there was a little too much confidence and and not enough competence and then in turn there was also some of the reverse I uh I had a degree in horticulture, so I was very competent at the work, but I didn't have the competence to really realize how far that set me apart and really how wow. much value I was providing to my clients. And in turn, I, I was sometimes, you know, because I maybe didn't know my numbers the best, I was letting them take advantage of a young guy who was in his early 20s who didn't know what real value he was bringing to people. And, you know, I, I can sit back and, and understand that now, but in, 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 you know, when I was going through it, I didn't realize, and unfortunately, I didn't have anybody in my life to pull me aside and say, you know, hey, Bedell, like, this mm-hmm. is what you're doing wrong. Like, you're leaving money on the table. Like, you look like a goofball because you, you know, you're you're behind schedule and you're not all organized. And uh, you know, thank God that the 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 stars have all aligned, and I, I've I've you know gotten to where I'm at now. But uh, uh, for for the young people, I would say, you know, you're not alone. You know, reach out to to people like Paul and I. Reach out to good people like like Paul's bookkeeper or job or some of the other people that are sponsored uh, what Paul has going on here and and allow them into your life let, let them help you out they want to help you make money and succeed yeah absolutely well very well said Michael how can people uh, connect with you you uh, got a lot going on social media sure. at freelancegaper.com tell folks how they can uh, 
go further with you. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can, like Paul said, DebtFreeLandscaper.com, DebtFreeLandscaper on Instagram. Also connect with my personal company that's at Bedell Management on Instagram or Bedell Property Management. And if, if you guys want to hear more of what I have to say, you know, just search my name in a podcast uh, uh, app or something like that or on YouTube. I, I don't do a lot of personal content, but I do stuff with Paul or my buddy Brian Fullerton, a bunch of stuff with EchoMeansBusiness.com. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of good content out there that we've put together over the years. And uh, I am always happy to, to take the time to help you guys. So any questions you guys got, uh, you know, reach out to me or, or someone else that has been a positive influence in your life. And uh, I think we're all happy to help you succeed. Well said, Michael. And once again, I know Michael uh, thanked Jobber about 32 times in today's broadcast. Hey. But uh, we really do appreciate them. Uh, they are from Canada. And a lot of the uh, European uh, countries and, and Canadian con- companies uh, weren't able to join us this trade show. Sure. Uh, so a lot of it is, um, you know, USA based, but it's still packed here, man. Yes. And, uh, you know, Jobber's been messaging us along the way, uh, way beforehand when they knew they weren't going to be able to make it and said, hey, what can we do to um, really support the community while we're there and things of that nature? And uh, I told them, hey, you know, you can sponsor a podcast. And uh, they're like, what about Michael Bedell? <laughs> well, that's yeah. uh, that's nice of them to throw my name in the hat. And, and uh, they've, they've done a good job despite the adversity of not being able to uh, attend in person. Uh, I know they... They sponsored the the rally that yeah, we had last, last night. night. That was packed. And, and I've seen a few other things that they, they've done down here. I know Alex Kirby's doing oh, something yeah. with them. A docu-series. And so, yeah, trifecta landscaping. Like, you know, we're, we're uh, trucking the truck camera crew, you know, me and Fullerton and and uh, you know we're just walking around with our with our right hand or left hand selfieing it up or whatever. Right. Al Kirby's walking around with like four people and a, a the professional. I can't even say the word cinematographer. Uh, cinematographer. There you yeah. go. I don't even know how to say that thing. All right. Yeah. So it looks like we ran out of time. So uh, on on the video. So yeah, it happens. Uh, it is. You're, you're short and sweet. So. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, no, they, Alex has got it going on. So uh, anybody who, uh, you know, takes a minute, check that out. They're probably a uh, real good value there. Alex is a good guy. So Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I got to get rocking and rolling. I'm going to go try to wheel and deal uh, around here with another brand. You Look know, at all I this list with. of stuff yeah, you got to do. Yeah, they can't see it because our video ended. But yeah. this is audio only. And um, I wrote down 30 uh, companies that I uh, personally – would consider sponsoring with the podcast. So I don't just let any um, buddy on. That's those are those are good companies. Yeah, th- these are very um, uh, respectable, very respectable companies. The problem is I only have relationships with a few of them. Oh, really? So I was going to go to the booth and, and introduce myself and things of that nature. And uh, it's a new element. You know, in 2019 when I was here, I just walked around. Ain't no one knew who I was other than you and Payjack and Naylor and some of our friends. Right, right. But uh, this year, you know, someone will stop and, you know, want to talk and things like that. And you definitely, there's a balance. Like, you don't maybe want to talk for 30 minutes, but you want to talk for three or four minutes and, you know, move along or whatever. Yeah, you got to be respectful of the time that that people, uh, you know, they they came a long way. And one of their, their things they wanted to do is meet people like Paul and uh, and uh, people that, that have provided a lot of value in, in into their life. So yeah, you're right. You want to you want to at least take a couple minutes I remember when that. I was a kid, um, my one of my favorite baseball players was Albert Bell. And uh, he was at he was at this hotel in Toronto 
And I walked up to him and I asked him for his autograph. And he just like looked at me. And he did, I don't even think he said no. He just kind of like looked at me. And then he went back to drinking his fancy drink. Wow. And then I, I was like, the, I hated Albert Bell after that. I was that's like, what terrible. a punk. Yeah, that's you know terrible. I mean? And so if any time anyone ever wants to say hello or whatever, I just remember that. I was like, oh, I'll never be Albert Bell. And, and so anyway, that's I say. Great, that's a great story. I say all that to say I didn't have time to talk to the brands because uh, I've been talking to friends of the show all day long, which is crazy. You didn't even hear this, but a guy uh, walked by. Is that Ezekiel Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, no way. Is it uh, really? Uh, no, it's Alan. <laughs> 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 he's got the same hairdo. Oh, and he's got a little bit bigger of a belly. Uh, Zeke, Zeke's got a tight abs. But yeah, no he's kidding. Got- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how the angle changes, and you're like, I don't think. Does he play defensive line? <laughs> oh, that is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but a uh, guy walked by. He's like, hey, friend of the show. And so uh, it's just cool that guys are out there listening. I. I get lost in that because I think when I'm, we're talking, sure, it's just me and you talking. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard for me to compute that actually people in Australia, New Zealand, Europe, Canada, all across the United States of America will listen to this episode. I, I, it just doesn't compute. So as people just stop left and right, I'm like, friend of the show, friend of the show. I'm like, wow, it's pretty cool. I think that's what makes you really good, Paul, is because you're, you you don't, like, some people will get, like, nervous or anxious, like, uh, like how many people are going to watch this? How many people are going to view this? And and it, it just it's like a, a friendly conversation. It is like it's just us here. And, and I know, you know, that's something that I, I – also I'm guilty of is uh, um, I don't really put much thought into like how far and wide the content comes and, and right. or, or reaches well, I should well, say and the other refreshing thing go ahead go ahead, well no I was just going to say like until there's like uh, with debtfreelandscaper.com I, I get to see where every uh, you know whether you download the free budget download or, or purchase one of the agreements that we have on there or a coaching call I, I get to see where that person's located they got to put in their address and information if for the billing and stuff. Yeah. And so just before the show, it was somebody from Australia downloaded the budget. And I'm like, Australia? Like, yeah. people in Australia listen? To, like, oh, yeah. like, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, wow. I Like, I've helped people that far and wide? Like, you know, I yeah. I thought, I you know, I was happy to help people down the street. There was a guy, Matthew, he was here from Alaska. Wow. I, I, I interviewed him recently on my podcast. And, you know, he's like, I might come or whatever. And I, I'm like, I'm like, bro. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, I came from Alaska, you know, I was like, that's crazy. Wow. So, it's, 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 but because uh, you want to be a part of this community, you know, we're making the content from GIE in years past and people are like, man, that looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of value and they're traveling far and near, you know? And, and that's, that's kind of like the. Near and far. I think that's how they say it. Yeah, it works far both ways. It works both Excellence ways. in broadcasting ended at lunchtime. Uh, I got to go funny. grab bite to eat. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but what's great is that like everybody listening, like you're, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're here sitting with us and, and this that, is just a fireside yeah, chat. We ain't trying and impress anybody no some sometimes this is a little social media tip and some of these brands do it a lot like when they're going to make a piece of content they're like oh it's got to be perfect and everything yep. and, and and it's almost like you're trying to impress someone 
And when you consume that, you're like, nah. Yep. And, and with, if you listen to our network of podcasts, Fullerton Unfiltered and um, Kid Contractor and yeah. Naylor, we ain't trying to impress anybody. There's And we keep each other grounded because, like, all right, we know you for real. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you look, that, what do they say, look under the hood? Yes. You know what I mean? We yeah. know what's in there, each person's hood. So we all kind of keep each other accountable. Like, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. And Sean Spencer said this this morning that you when you're around people smarter than you you just want to listen like sure. we're as podcast host all of us four because we use the same producer we're trying to bring on guests that are smarter than us and listen sure you know what i mean sure and so as a list as you guys is listening you get the benefit because we're on our own journey trying to get better at business and then you can kind of go on that journey with us so it's it's really unique what's happening and i i like the raw authenticity and that's the feedback we've been getting on the showroom floor it's like man thanks for keeping it real you helped me so much i've been broke busted and disgusted too it's all right you know yeah well that's that's i think something the brands are are really picking up on and that's why they want to work with people like Paul or some of the other people you just mentioned is is they realize that they can only go so far on their own and most of the content that they'll ever produce just comes off as kind of pre-planned and generic and looks like it could be a television commercial and uh, that that's that maybe used to work you know magazines and mail order catalogs used to work too right but like you know times have changed the magazines have had to figure out how to move into the digital age and have online publications and, and participate in social media. They can't just hit your mailbox once a month every yeah. mo- anymore and be successful. So that a lot of the brands realize that uh, you know they could hire some film crew and spend a, a million dollars and uh, um, you know t- take it to the next level in theory, but maybe it doesn't take it to the next level. Well, what we're going to take is I'm going to go take a picture with that guy and, and yeah. say it's Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> My brother is a big old State bad, so I'm gonna say I met Zeke. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. But but in reality, these brands are better off working with somebody like a Paul or or a Naylor or a Mitchell Gordy or, or an Alex Kirby or somebody like that because that's that's who we want to hear and His learn name's from. Alvin. <laughs> What's up, Alvin? I want to get a picture with you before I leave. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> See, Paul's famous. <laughs> People uh, want to get there, a book signed. That's that's what famous authors do. There you go. Thanks again, Jobber. I got we, the show closes here very soon. It does. I'm going to go to Vermeer. Oh, I those are wa- good people. Yeah, I want to work with them. So You should. If anyone's listening knows somebody, put in a good word. Put in a good word for Paul. All right, you guys take care. Be safe. Have a great uh, season, and don't be afraid to reach out. All right. Do you think they're going to find out Alvin's not Ezekiel? <laughs> <laughs> Looks just like him. That's too funny. Shut up. <laughs> this has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.